Okay. And uh, you ready to go? Yep. All right, there we go. Three, two, and one. Another week, another time for Snap, Tackle, and Pod. He is Dion Clisso of Preps KC. I'm Mick Schaefer, 41 Action News. What's going on, Dion? Oh, we're heading for week four. I think it's uh, there's a lot of people who didn't think we'd make it this far. And heck, not only make it a week four, we got new teams coming every week. It's like it's like <laughs> it's building. That's the cool thing. It's, it is a lot, building. A lot of us thought. And look, there's there's been a couple teams every week that, have, that had to find new games or not play their games because of COVID concerns. But we've got you know, Olathis came back last week. We have Bulldog yep. is coming back next week. We have uh, what uh, Bishop Miege coming back this week on the. Yep. On the Kansas side, and those, and most for the most part, the Missouri Turner, keep Turner, who had canceled their season, just said, "Okay, we'll play." And then Kansas City, Kansas, who had said, "We're done. We've canceled the season," are now letting their players work out. Out. That's, <laughs> so, that's better than before. Yeah. So I mean, they're starting the process, and Shawnee Mission's coming back. They don't play till Saturday because they didn't get up. They got to get their practices in, and the Shawnee Mission school board didn't decide until I think Wednesday of last week. So you know. It's good to see everybody getting back in, getting a try. And, and you know, in my vast uh, medical research experience, I've what I can tell is that there are schools that are having cases, so they're quarantining and they're missing games and things like that. But we have yet to see a case of player X on on this team over right, here. On the field, yeah. Give it to player Y on the other team and a team-to-team -team thing. I'm not saying it hasn't happened that way, right. but it's all kind of like kids go get it someplace else and then they come to school and they go, oh, I'm sick, so they quarantine all these people. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is that I think going into it, I kind of had the assumption, well, there aren't as many cases in the small towns, so small towns may have a better chance of getting their seasons all, all the way through without it. But what we're seeing is the problem in a small town is if the freshman player gets it, you got to quarantine everybody because the freshman players run in scout team for Right, it. yeah, exactly. Playing with the varsity and all Yeah, that. playing with the varsity, whereas – you know, Lawrence Free State, they lost their game last week. Lincoln Prep was a little nervous because they had a, a JV, like 30 of their JV quarantine. But Free State was like, yeah, those kids don't – we don't even practice yeah. with them anymore. I mean, they've separated it out now. I mean, all these teams are separate, and they're trying to keep all these groups separate. So, I think it's interesting to see how, how things will go. And, and you know, we've got a few here and there. And um, contrary to a, what a, a friend who is a, in the media in St. Louis who likes to retweet every single canceled football game, whether it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or South Carolina – which has no effect on Missouri or Kansas. Uh, you know, I could retweet the hundred game, you know, the 200 plus games that have gone that through happening. That, yeah. that are happening and have completed and are going on. So no, I think it's a testament to what everybody's doing and, and you just gotta be smart and, and take care of your business. And if something comes up, be smart about it. You know, uh, there's people who are exposed. They have to sit down, you know, for 10 days or so, even if they test negative, my son's teacher um, was exposed. She's tested negative, but she's at home for a week. So you're safe, better safe than sorry, and that's the way it's going to go. And and I think we'll keep soldiering on. And my theory is, if you get, whatever week you're at, add two. Because if some kind of massive outbreak through major school districts were to happen, I think it would take at least two weeks before the suburban conference of the Sunflower or these major school districts would go, no, we're done. And in reality, you're probably four weeks out from that. So we're starting to get to the territory where we're getting close to probably looking at at least a full regular season. Sure, absolutely. And once you get to the end of the regular season, applying your rule, that means a good chunk chunk of the playoffs you can uh, yes. plan on. But And you uh, eliminate the playoffs, you eliminate half the teams. Day by day, <laughs> day by day, week by week. Yeah, uh, playoffs, you eliminate teams anyway. So, I yeah, mean. Exactly. <laughs> good, good point. If, team, uh, if the losing team has to quarantine, doesn't matter. They ain't playing next week anyway. Along those lines, how's that going to work, you think, in Kansas and Missouri? Uh, Missouri classifications are coming out soon, um, <laughs> right? 
so what, what, what are we going to see from there? And do you think we'll have the same deal? Because well, both sides, both states right now, um, everybody makes the playoffs. You think yeah. that will still happen in 2020? I think so. I don't think there's going to be major changes. The question will be in Missouri whether there's going to be six classes. I think there's some talk of maybe doing just five because the numbers won't pan out that way. Uh, but it depends, too. They've got the rule where you can't play a school in your um, your your classification. You can't be 300 and playing uh, possibly playing against a school that has 700. Yeah. So they've got to kind of work that discretion there. With the St. Louis schools looking like a lot of the St. Louis County schools and St. Louis City schools looking like they may not play um, or try a spring season or something. But I think that changes the number. That definitely changes the numbers in five and six. I think it affects five more than six in that sense. Um, so – you know, we, we were supposed to know the first week of the season or the week before the season started. Then we were supposed to know on this Friday, but now we're not going to know until I think next Wednesday. The deadline is now the 17th. And from what I've been told, <laughs> that's it. That's it. The, the 17th is the deadline. Um, you could still try and play and, and say, yeah, we're going to play fall and play a game and then go into the postseason. Uh, but it, it, unless something changes in St. Louis County in terms of their county executive, who's kind of been a hardliner, those schools aren't going to be able to play. So over in Kansas, they've, they've thrown out the option uh, Keisha has for a spring football season, an abbreviated schedule. You're not playing for a trophy. But are there going to be any teams that, that, that jump on that? It seems like aside from the KCK schools, just about everybody's playing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I think that I thought that you had to have a certain percentage go with you to get that option to happen. And there was no championships anyway. So I, I'm hoping the KCK can kind of get, get things moving, get yep. back in there and get some games Wait, in. Toss and, back and uh, – yeah. Biggest schools playing, of course, all the small schools out west are playing. Yeah, so I, I think it'll it'll go. You know, you may you may end up in, with not quite thirty two in some of those Kansas classifications if you're missing, you know, KCK or some other schools along the line. But uh, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna get there and and, and see how it goes. But uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting in the next few weeks. You know, the Sunflower League kind of threw together a, a schedule. A lot of it was the same a few weeks out, but the first yeah. few weeks are changed. But you've got some great games. Just announced today, Shawnee Mission Northwest had an opening. St. Thomas Aquinas was still scheduled to play CBC on October 2nd, the same day Northwest had an opening. CBC or Aquinas kind of went ahead and I think pulled the trigger and said, we're not going to wait around for CBC out of St. Louis. So now Northwest and St. Thomas Aquinas, that's going to be a great game. Obviously, great game. Ty Black, to Tank Young. I mean, those are two of the biggest names, uh, you know, and, and two of the really good teams. And uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest is a team I've been excited to see play all season long. And now they're finally getting a good chance to do it this Saturday. Uh, absolutely. That's going to be a blast. And, uh, happy for all those Shawnee Mission kids that are back playing uh, playing football as well as the Blue Valley schools, the Catholic schools over there as well. All right, I'm tired of talking COVID. All right, we do this show to talk about I know. talk about uh, high school football, so let's <laughs> do it here. Let's relive week three in Missouri, week two in Kansas from just a, just a few days ago. Let's start on the, uh, on the Missouri side. Blue Springs with the upset of the night over Staley. Uh, did, we, did we see that coming at all? Did not see that coming at all. I mean, Staley had – Almost beat Columbia Rockbridge their opening week, and then they beat Fort Osage, kind of pulled away down the line. Um, but evidently, what was the strength of Blue Springs, the one thing that they really had was some big offensive and defensive linemen, is a weakness for Staley. And it just, from from what I've talked to people and, and who were there, it said that basically Blue Springs decided, well, we're done throwing the ball. We've got big linemen. We're going to run right at Staley. And that's what they did. And they jumped on them early, and, and it was 42 to nothing. So, you know, Blue Springs breaks through it. And they, they look like a team that the first two weeks of the season looked like they could go for 10 for the first time since 1975. And uh, I'd like to thank Bob Glasgow for that stat. He was a freshman on that team. He claims he had no uh, uh, influence in that because he was a freshman. They didn't play. But uh, that would have been the last time they went over. Uh, but, uh, no, I think 
that says a lot about, you know, when you play a team for the Suburban Gold, they, if they've, they've still got players. Uh, but, no, that was a, a good win for Blue Springs. And I tell you, Liberty keeps chugging along. I mean, a good come from behind win over Lee Summit North in a shootout. Liberty's won all kinds of different ways. They won some low-scoring games, some high-scoring games, you know, blown out Blue Springs, and they just keep playing good football. They've got Lee Summit West this week as a 3-0, 3-0 matchup. But that's – Liberty is, I think, the story on the Missouri side all the way – I mean, like Liberty Black North County, was a story last year. Yeah, you know, and, you know, Platt County's good. They're, they've been good. Odessa's good. They've been good. You know, the, those two – North Kansas City – has been good the last few years. So those teams aren't a shocker uh, in that sense. But Liberty coming out their first three weeks and playing that way. And, I mean, if they stack up a win against Lee Summit West. Now, the, the thing about it is it gets tougher down the stretch. And then they'll have to go, depending on how the districts play out, they'll have to go through all those teams again <laughs> to get out. But uh, Chad Forgone really is a good – one of the good guys uh, in high school football. And uh, it's good to see That's him have that success. Really. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I know that uh, when they think good guys, your, your name usually comes at the top of the list. But uh, – yeah, no, Chad Fergon's a good dude, and it's uh, it's good to see him have some success. Um, over on the Kansas side, takeaways from last week, uh, still a small amount of games, right, as Olathe, the schools came back last week. Uh, we talked up the uh, Mill Valley-DeSoto game. Mill Valley kind of an approve-it game over uh, after Derby. They, they proved it against DeSoto with a 70-21 to, to 21 win. They got to prove, prove it again the next couple weeks with Bentonville and Lawrence lined up. Well, yeah, and Bentonville uh, played a tough game against Rockers and, and kind of pulled that one out in the end, and um, I think that Mill Valley, if they pull off, if they win their next two weeks, I don't know what's stopping them. Injuries are the only thing that's going to keep them down. I, they look like a team that's good enough to, to roll through. Match what, up with Aquinas would, would loom. In the, yes, and Aquinas looked great last week against St. James. St. James is a good football team. They shut them out. But 70-21, to 21, and I'd love to tell you it was that close. You were there. Mill Valley was all over DeSoto. I was so so out of hand. Linemen were scoring. I mean, it was that's just right. – <laughs> Big boy touchdowns. Big boy touchdown. I don't know. He's a big kid. His parents must be huge. I'm not really. Right, yes. Go <laughs> from the mom's side. Mom's side. Oh, that's going to that's gonna do you well there. <laughs> those, for those who don't know, there was one Aiden Schaefer had a scoop scoop and score for Mill Valley. You can see the highlights on our Preps KC YouTube channel. But uh, And I'll yeah. say Cole Knappen is the one that pulled that uh, stripped the uh, the ball out and got the sack. So he made the play. Aiden just was the beneficiary. <laughs> the but, but that defensive line has been fun to watch, led by Ethan Kramer. Well, and, that's uh, what makes that defense so good is there's four guys there, and that's all they need. Yeah. And so the linebackers just run free and, and wreak havoc. So they're five, on, five and six on four. They're outmanning the offensive line of anybody they play, and I think they're going to. I would. I mean, I don't. Benville, I don't know that much about, um, but I think it's going to be. Nice. But it's here. I mean, they they've got yeah. big guys, but it's here, so yeah. that helps. Props to Benville for coming up to the metro area back to back weeks. Yes, supposed to play. Uh, I believe it was Liberty North. We yeah, going and down there, all, but yeah. the Liberty North said we can't travel out of state, so they picked up the game with uh, with Mill Valley, and it's worked out for both teams. No, I think it's fantastic, and and I think size wise, Mill Valley will have an advantage the next week against Lawrence. Athlete-wise, is going to be interesting with Devin Neal and some of those Devin guys Neal. from Lawrence. Devin Neal's coming. <laughs> He's, well, I mean, they, coming. talk about it. The, the one thing, you know, it's still a little early. We're still just kind of going week by week. Talk about award season. But, you know, and when Arlen Bruce leaves, you think, oh, wow, who's going to – but, man, I mean, Cooper Marsh. Tank Young, Cooper uh, Marsh. Super, Tank Neal. Young, Devin yeah. Neal. Uh, you know, it's Ty Black is going to start playing football games this week, and we know what he can do. Kansas kids, you yeah, all these Kansas kids time. over there, and 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 so uh, it's it's going to be an interesting run. But no, it was a great week last week by Mill Valley and, and Aquinas or two that really look good. Olathe North looked good last week against Olathe South. I mean, that was a, I mean, Olathe South a little undermanned. They lost some players. 
who transferred out as well. Um, Paola looks really good. They've got Tonga Noxie, another big win over Lewisburg. Tyler Bowden, you know, doing a great job there. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's, uh, it's really some good football, and I think it's going to get even better now with the Shawnee Missions and the Blue Valleys coming this week. All right, to that end, let's take a look at your big three on both sides of the state line. We'll stay in Kansas, Blue Valley Southwest and Blue Valley North. This game, uh, this is one of the ones on a Thursday or Saturday? I can't remember. Thursday. These are the Thursday. Blue Valley's played on a Thursday. So, okay. uh, yes, uh, this is a game, and, and uh, you were giving me a hard time before we started. I picked this game because I like the quarterbacks. Tanner Curry is a senior quarterback from Blue Valley Southwest, kind of stepped in last year. Uh, really, when they got going at the end of the season in the, in the playoffs, he was really a guy who got them going. And then Henry Martin Henry finally Martin. had 3,300 yards passing. Uh, he's a junior. He's been, I mean, he stepped in for um, in, in his March. freshman year for Graham Martz and, and threw, had a 300-yard game as a freshman. Mm -hmm. And then last year threw for 3,000. So two really good quarterbacks in this game. And I think that these are two teams that, with the difference in scheduling, because they're only playing Blue Valley teams, it'll be tough to know how good they are when they go into the postseason. But we've seen teams come out of the EKL in the middle or the middle of the bottom of the EKL and going to the postseason to wreak havoc. So, time. yeah. That's uh, be Blue Valley probably going to be the best of that district? You think? I think so. I think they're going to – they're they're really looking good. And Their quarterback's back, Wolf. Yes. Yeah, he's back. And, and, and so, I think they've got Blue Valley Northwest, who has a, a quarterback who's pretty good too. So, a lot of good quarterbacks play in the Blue Valley district. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's – I think that's – I think Blue Valley is definitely the best team of, of those teams. But, really, this is a year where the bottom is not – and the Blue Valley District is not as low as it was. Northwest and Southwest are going to be better. West has been pretty solid the last few years. I expect them to be good again, too. And we know Blue Valley North is always good uh, late in the season, especially. Um, uh, Lawrence takes on Olathe West. The Lawrence Chester gets a real Lions. team. <laughs> the Chesty Lions, Dion. They have, they've, I don't, they don't have a point yet. If, if, it, if it was, it's only like seven or something yeah, like that. I think that. they gave up like seven to Washburn Rural. Maybe the JV did, but uh, no. They played Shawnee Heights. They outmanned them. Played Washington Rural. They outmanned them. Uh, Olathe West, good win over Olathe Northwest last week. They've got a sophomore or junior now, tailback Anthony Favreau, who's really just a bowling ball of a kid. And he's really, you know, that Olathe West has, has done a great job of just building that program under TJ O'Neill. So this is just going to be a good test for Lawrence to get a, a good game in here. And for Olathe West to say, hey, where are we at? You know, we beat Olathe Northwest. That's who we should be. Never played them before, and they beat them the first time. They're better than them. They should beat them. So this is a, a good test for Lawrence to see where they're at right now, or Olathe West to see where they're at right now. Tonganoxie and Paola, you're, uh, you're, you're high on the Chieftains this year, and they've backed you up so far. Yeah, I am high on the Chieftains. And, and like I said, uh, Tyler Bowden's really definitely one of those guys who makes things happen for them. But I'll tell you, Garrett Williams and that Paola team looks like they picked up right where they left off. You know, they lost their tailback from last year, and then, uh, Javon Blackie is now their tailback from this year. Mm -hmm. He's got, you know, 300 yards in two games. Uh, and, and Williams is the quarterback that makes it happen. And I, I think that that Paola team is always good. They're tough. They throw the ball a little bit better than they have in the past uh, with Williams. So I, I think it's a great game. And, and these two teams, uh, like like the 4A teams, the Miages and the St. James and the Basel Linwoods, Blue Sparks, they're all going to see each other. I mean, they're all going to bang heads again. And so, uh, but, when, you know, when you do that, the head-to-head -head matchup helps. It helps in the Frontier League. It helps in your seeding, all that stuff, because they're definitely the two best teams in the Frontier League. All right, jumping over to Missouri, we've got Summit Christian and Lafayette County. I like this one. I like under the radar. Oh, this, this is, is way a great, under the radar. This is a, is a a new rivalry that started about four years ago. Um, they both were, you know, Lafayette County's been the state championship game twice in the last ten years. Uh, you know, they when they're good, they're good, and then when they didn't bang their head in Lamar, <laughs> they in class two, they got they would go far, but. Um, Summit Christian has been getting better and been making the quarterfinals, things like that. 
uh, and they kind of split the first couple of years. Summit Christian won the last two regular season games, and then last year in the postseason in the district uh, final, Summit Christian knocked them out there too. So Summit Christian's been a, a really good team. Uh, they've run into Lathrop the last few years in the, in the playoffs, and there's no shame in that. Lathrop was a state finalist and a state semifinalist the last two seasons, and uh, so it's uh, definitely a good game there. And I think that uh, it's moved. It was really supposed to be in Lee Summit, but they're getting out of the county so they can have a few more fans going to uh, Lafayette County, which is in Higginsville. For those of you who've been around forever, still probably call it Higginsville. Uh, that's what it used to be, just Higginsville High School, where they go by Lafayette County now. But that's where the game's at Friday night. Fort Osage taking on Raytown. That's another big game you have on the Missouri side. Well, when these two teams get together, it's always a fantastic game. And it seems like the team that is probably the favorite is the one that is uh, the one that's going to – Definitely kind of step up and get things going. Uh, Fort Osage, great win last week over North Kansas City. And really, Raytown, since they lost to North Kansas City, kind of gave up a lead against them in the first week, have been blowing teams out. I don't know if Raytown South and William Christman are really that great a test. But when you play teams you should be and you crush them, that says something. You go out and you take care of your business. So they played well. And Fort Osage, you know, they, they lose, lose an overtime week one to Carney. They're kind of even with Staley and then just get pulled away from and then they get the big win over North Kansas City. Uh, they're still young, so that's what a young team looks like. Uh, so that I think that's going to be a good one. Uh, and what's what could be a great one, Oak Grove and Odessa, that's uh, one of the biggest rivalries in the metro area. Yes. It's on the outskirts of the metro area, but uh, but uh, they, they, they live for this one each and every year in what, Eastern Jack and Lafayette County, right? Yes, Eastern Jack and Lafayette County. So that's kind of, I mean, a little bit of Oak Grove School District is in Lafayette County, and then o Odessa's all in Lafayette County. But uh, no, the last time these two teams were both undefeated going into this game, I don't. No, I mean, it's been a while because they've been kind of, if one's here, the other one's down here, you know. So, uh, and Odessa's been up here since Oak Grove won the state championship in 14, then Odessa went in 15, and then Odessa went back again last year in 19 and 1. They're on an 18-game winning streak going back to the beginning of last year, Odessa is, and Oak Grove's 3-0. and They're starting mostly juniors who've been starting for two years, so they're kind of, you know, really getting things going. They've won a couple closer games. They beat Warrensburg, came back and beat them 24-14, and then beat – center last week 28 22 were up in that game most of the way kind of gave it up in the fourth quarter they got tied and then won it in overtime meanwhile odessa's just trucking people they have 21 points the first week to southern boone who's a good football team southern boone's a good football team they play richmond uh this week but no uh they just have, have just rolled since then clinton's not very good they trucked them uh marshall's not very good they trucked them so this is going to be probably the best team that odessa's yeah. played all season all right, so I'll go with three games that aren't on the big three that I want to talk about here because they're big, big as well. Uh, they involve some big boys. How about Liberty and Lee Summit West? Two, three, and O teams is a mega matchup. For well, this time, this time last year, you know, middle of last year, if you said Liberty and Lee Summit West were going to be three and O, each of them playing in, in week four, you'd been like, ah, I don't see it because they both were very kind of middling last year, and, and Lee Summit West really took a big step back and didn't play very well down the stretch. Uh, but Liberty uh, is definitely taking a big step up and. You know, defensively, I like what Lisa West is doing. Um, they've got to stop giving up points late in the game. They seem to kind of do that a little bit, uh, which is not good against Liberty because they like to score points late right. in the game. <laughs> They're pretty good about that. But, no, I think it's a fun one. And every week's a grind in the Suburban Gold, and, and you, you can't be like, oh, we won three in a row because it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter because you got next. It's going to be a big game. Lee Summit North and Ray Pack. I tell you, Ray Pack, they can score, but, but they'll let you score with you. They've given up some points as well. Yeah, they have. And, and Lee Summit North can score. Trey Baker is their, their quarterback. They are not the, you know, run, 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 throw it a little bit yeah. team. He can throw it and he can chuck it around. So they are more balanced than they've been in many years. And he's a big reason why. So Lee Summit North can score too. And they've been in close games. So 
you know, they're used to that grind. I, I, that's one of those, if it's, if it's more than a touchdown, I'll be stunned either way. I think it's going to be one that goes in the fourth quarter. And then finally over on the Kansas side, Bishop Meage hasn't played yet, but they are jumping into the deep end yeah. uh, with both feet here. Okay. Take it on St. Thomas Aquinas right off the bat. We've got a holy war in Kansas. Well, and you know, it's not a big three game, but it technically could be a big three game every year, but you got to give everybody else some chances there. I guess. Uh, but no, Meage, just to see them play. Um, we've seen other 4A teams kind of stake their claim and say, hey, we're here and we're ready to do things. But the the top dogs are still out there and, until you knock them off. That's who they are. And so definitely going to be interested to see how they play. And, and, man, I'll tell you, the front seven of Aquinas is legit. Their front four is all back from last year. That's going to be their biggest asset is how they play defensively. They shut out a good St. James team. And Tank Young had some big runs in that game. That's going to be – um, but the quarterback is really good too. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be more balanced than you think. And uh, I don't know if this is as spectacular as their state championship winning team or even the team that lost to Mobile in the semifinals last year. But this is a really good Aquinas team. And, oh, by the way, Randy Dryland can coach. If you don't think he yeah. can, you're not very smart. He's going to find the best thing for his team. Yeah. You know, he, he hasn't been – you know, we, we saw him from afar for a long time. We saw him as, as going on in Hutch. And there might have been some people saying, well, they're in Hutch. It's one school town. and Kids can move in and they can just, re, you know, plug in. He came to Aquinas and has, and has dealt with all kinds of different stuff, and the guy can coach. I mean, yeah, absolutely. No they, doubt. They, they might have lost some stuff, some guys on the uh, offensive line, but they do have Young back. They do have the quarterback back. And their defense might be better than it was last year. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's one of those things that I know that uh, in that Mill Valley game going into it, Mill Valley's ability to get on that defensive line a little bit in that semifinal yep. game last year is what turned, turned the tie. Um, and that's going to be key in that game when it comes you – know, the Mill Valley offensive line and that defensive line is going to be key. Yep. Uh, assuming they play again, I think they probably will. <laughs> one week at a time. All right, that was week four of Snap Tackle Pod. We, we're going to take it one week at a time. We hope to see you in week five. We'll be here week five, absolutely. Yes, week five. I told you, you get two. once you get to the next week, you get two weeks. Okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Dion and his two-week rule. All yeah. right, Dion, thanks so much for the time, man. It's always fun. Uh, as always, you can catch Preps KC coverage and 41 Action News coverage every single Friday night online and on air. Tune in at uh, 10 o'clock on 41 Action News and throughout the night at PrepsKC.com. All right, we'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.